are going to be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Thank you for joining us here on The Mom Show on My Talk 1071. I am Ms. Shannon. Remember, you can always find all of these episodes. If you miss a piece of it, you can go to our website, mytalk1071.com. Use the, use the keyword Mom Show, and you can find all of the information because that's what we do here. And I know that I was talking to somebody earlier this week that was saying, I really appreciate what you do on The Mom Show, but sometimes I get busy and I can't always listen. And also, just for anybody else that might be popping in, just because we call it The Mom Show does not mean that if you are not currently a mom or planning to be a mom that it is not useful information for you Mm -hmm. this is a a repository of information based upon a great team of experts that we have rotate through that come in and give you some information that maybe you kind of wanted to know or you saw bits and pieces of it on the news or television and you didn't know how to apply it to your own life well we take care of that so this morning I'm very excited because Deanne Doulas from Sheridan and Doulas our family attorney is back in the building and Deanne I want to let you know because last time you came in we did a, a segment and you were talking about prenuptial agreements. Yes. And so producer Sonny and I were very excited. We had a lot of information about it because when you were covering prenuptial agreements, you mentioned that this is something that you hear about in like Hollywood, yeah. but it really is something very important for everyday people to understand and know why it is of value to you. It is so important because so many things change when you get married that you don't even expect or understand. And if you don't really understand them, it's hard to know what to prepare yourself for. Right. And it impacts every couple that gets married. And to have that conversation is something very cathartic to have with your potential partner just to kind of see if you guys are on the same page. And so I thought it was funny because uh, Deanne, and, and I think I told you this, Producer Sonny, I, uh, my current gentleman caller, that's what I call him, my current, because we're not, <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not like, like, Producer Sonny is technically engaged. And so yes. today will be a good show for her. Mm-hmm. I just had my current gentleman caller. And so over cocktails, I was saying, oh yeah, my friend Deanne Doulas from Sheridan Doulas did this great show on prenuptial agreements, if I ever get married again, oh, I'm definitely getting a prenup. Yeah. And he says, well, I don't have any money. <laughs> oh, no, and that's I not went, what it's Right, about. exactly. Right, and in right. my head, I'm like, wrong answer. Right. Wrong <laughs> answer. That is not is, the point. It is not my money. I'm Your, your money that I'm after, or exactly. my money I'm worried about. There's right. a billion other things you got to be thinking about. Right. And so you really demystify so much of these things. And especially mm-hmm. since a lot of these things are changing all of the time. They're changing all the time. And unfortunately, most of the education that people get is what they see on television. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about these multi-million dollar movie stars that have all this money and they talk about their prenuptial agreements and it really isn't about that those sorts of things it really is something that everybody can use and until you know what it does and until you know what changes when you get married you really can't understand why you need one right Right. and one of the things that i had somebody bring up to me also and i'm going you should call into the show and i'm going to encourage anybody that's listening right now if you have questions make sure that you call into the show and again this is general information if you have specific questions about your particular scenario even though it sounds like something we're talking about you should use this as a spearhead to go ahead and get the right information 
information and speak to a professional yourself and might be going ahead and contacting uh, the folks over at Sheridan Doulis, but we encourage you to do that. Yes. But this will at least give you, put you in the right ballpark. Yes, it'll um, at least let you know the things that you don't know or at least give you that idea of those things that you don't know. Right. Um, but if you've got specific situation going on with you, go in and talk to somebody or talk to two or three people. Find right. that lawyer that really kind of works with you, explains things in a way that you understand. Communicates not, in the style that you need. Oh, absolutely. Because not all lawyers are, you know, work the same way. We all have the same degree, but we do it differently. And it, this is your life. This right. is stuff that you need to understand. It's got to work through in a way that works for you. So talk to two or three lawyers. Find somebody that really clicks with you, that you feel that you can trust, and not only their legal opinion, but the advice that they're giving you, and work through your process that way. And this morning, uh, Deanne is going to cover some things you should know before you get married. So if you have any questions out there, you can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Deanne can definitely handle anything that you call in this morning and put you in like on the road to the right answer uh, yes. is what we can cover. And you know, back to the conversation where we were talking about the prenuptial agreements, I did have somebody, a friend of mine, bring up the fact, he's like, yeah, but none of those ever stand up anyway. And I'm like, what are you oh, talking about? Right? No. So he kind of was already under the impression that you shouldn't bother to go through the process because it's all going to get thrown out somewhere down the road. Not true. Okay. Not true at all. So okay. every state has different rules for how they uh, enforce prenuptial agreements. But if you have a prenuptial agreement that's done correctly, it is far more likely to be enforced. Uh, it is really the exception, not the rule, to find a prenuptial agreement that is thrown out by a judge. Right. So in Minnesota, one if you follow all the formalities, uh, the court will judge it based upon whether or not it was fair at the time that it was signed and whether it's fair at the time of execution. And th- we're talking about big picture questions here. So right. Fair at the time that it was signed. Did your spouse hand it to you the day before you're supposed to, you know, get on a plane to go to a destination wedding and say, sign this or I'm not getting on the plane? Not necessarily fair. Not necessarily Mm -hmm. fair. And then if we're looking at it in present day, let's say that you have an agreement that says there's going to be no spousal maintenance. But during the course of the marriage, one of you becomes disabled. Okay. And completely unable to support yourself. And the other is able to not only support themselves, but also assist in the disabled person's support. The court might say, look, this is an unforeseen circumstance. No one could have imagined that this would have happened. Right. So we're going to take that portion and we're going to exclude that portion of the agreement. Because even when they find a portion to be not fair and reasonable in the present time, it doesn't mean they throw the whole thing out. They can exclude just portions of it and throw those out if they find those particularly uh, difficult to deal with. And again, the number is 651-641-1071 if you have any questions. And Dan, I mean, back to the the prenuptial agreements, and I know that you... Uh you know, this topic kind of started during that conversation and producer Sonny had a lot of questions. And, mm-hmm. and Bill, but other than that, why did you decide that we should talk about things you should know before you get married? Well, it's always shocking to me when I'm meeting with people for the first time, either when they're getting divorced or to do prenuptial agreements, that as I'm explaining to them what the impact was of getting married, right. you know, how the law treats them now, that they're really kind of shocked that all of these things that they thought they understood, all this kind of myth and folklore that surrounds family law and marriage 
isn't true. Right. And so it puts you in a place where you're looking at somebody across the table and you're telling them the truth and you can just see it in their eyes as they, you know, they're like, oh my God, I wish I would have known this. Why didn't anybody tell me this? Mm -hmm. And it's really heartbreaking because I sometimes have to give some people some pretty bad news about some things that they were really, really confident about. Right. So it's so, so, so important uh, to really understand how these things are going to change. If you're in Minnesota, we're going to focus specifically on Minnesota today, uh, but how it's going to impact you as you kind of move forward through that marriage. Because sometimes it's the stuff that you don't do now as you're getting married, that really can impact you so much down the road. And in general, does that kind of go into certain categories that we need to cover this morning? Or how are we going to go through this conversation today? Well, we're going to talk, we're going to go through my top 10 list of things that you should really know. And we're going to break it down based upon what the, what the truth is, what really happens and some of the things that you can do to prepare for each of those things. We're going to talk about it from a perspective of property, We're going to talk about it from a perspective of income. And then we're also going to talk about kids and how it impacts, especially premarital children uh, when you're getting married. It's a it's a huge impact. All right. So this is going to be a great morning. And uh, we're going to give producer Sonny some information that she needs before she actually says I do. You're welcome. I'm writing everything (laughs) down. (laughs) If anyone out there has a question, again, the number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on The Mom Show with Deanne Doulas from Sheridan and Doula. Welcome back to The Mom Show here on My Talk 107.1. I'm Miss Shannon, and I'm hanging out with my good friend Deanne Doulas from Sheridan and Doulas. One of my favorite people, because you make me look so smart, oh, you are you so smart. I, oh I just am capable of retaining the information that you impart to me. That is what <laughs> I listen critically, and then when somebody asks me, I'm like, well, Deanne said this, but you should call her. And uh, today is a great example of why you should call in. It's 651-641-1071, 651-641-1071, reminding everybody that we do give some general information. So if we give an answer and it sounds like you, you should use that as a springboard to, again, go and talk to someone else specifically about your scenario in case we miss something. Right. Assume nothing. Assume nothing. You've got to get uh, in with someone and get some real answers to your questions. So let's start with Meg. Good morning, Meg. Thank you for calling the mom show. Hey. Are you considering getting married or or what are you doing? No. I'm, well, first of all, I'll tell you, I'm walking the trail. That's where I happen upon your show and I look at the music. So, I might Thanks for calling in, Meg. Here's the deal. Both my partner, of seven years, and myself were in long-term marriages, 34 years and 24 years. So we've been together seven years. We live together. Our whole family's included in our lives, et cetera, our, you know, our adult children. Now, the re- whenever we think about getting married, you know, it's kind of nice, I guess, you know, we're at that point, but... We feel it, it would not be a wise thing because of the money situation where he's 10 years older than me. So if he, if he got really ill and ended up in a nursing home, after they went through his money, they could come after my money. Is there any way to protect that for sure? Yes, there are some ways to protect those funds um, and, and keep them from being able to do that. Uh, you know, and a lot of it comes down to proper estate planning. And also, yep. if you were going to get married, working through a prenuptial agreement and potentially putting some of your assets in trust to protect them uh, from those uh, places that would come in and take his assets to pay for his health care. Because I'm sure part of what he's also concerned about isn't just your 
money going towards his health care, but also the fact that you would end up with nothing left for your kids to inherit from you. That, exactly. Right? I mean, that's a really big yes. problem, especially for second yep. marriages, because you both have premarital children. We want to make sure that yep. those kids get something, because if you guys just marry and you don't have a will or a prenup, yeah, you will inherit 100% of his stuff, and he will inherit Correct. 100% of yours. So there's a lot of stuff that you can do uh, talking to an estate planning lawyer and working through mm-hmm. a prenuptial agreement to really protect you and your assets and your family if that yep. circumstance comes up. Uh, there's you know, also... We all, oh, we, go ahead. Go ahead. We, all, we did all that estate planning, the will, everything, annuities, but at that time, neither of us were thinking we'd ever think about getting married. So we've been through all that. So I'd like to have a neutral source that could maybe look at our stuff. Would you do something like that? Yeah, we have people in my office that do that. I work on the family side of it, but we have other people in my office that do estate planning. And it's really important to have somebody take a look at that and make sure, because, you know, every time something major changes in your life, that estate plan, you think, oh, I did a will. Oh, I'm all taken care of. No, I mean, when when things change, you got to get in there and change that. Yeah. So do you have the information on the website about your company? You know yeah. what we can do since you're walking right now? Why don't you go ahead yep. and producer Sonny will get your information and then we can just forward okay. it along and have somebody follow up with you. Is that okay? Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Enjoy your walk, Meg. Thank you for you joining us. all the people that are out walking. I thought I'd be the only one. <laughs> no. It's like a freeway. <laughs> <laughs> well, be careful. Good to get out early before <laughs> it gets hot. Yes. That's right. Thanks, Thank Meg. You. Producer Sonny will take care of you. Okay. That's a good point that you yeah. go just because these are not scenarios that just because you did it once, you don't have to update. No, you always have to update. And, you know, sometimes people end up really stuck because they did a well when they were married and they named their husband or their their wife as their beneficiary. And then they get divorced and they forgot that they did that. Right. Well. That will still control. So if you have a will that names your ex as your beneficiary and you've divorced and you don't fix that, they're still going to get everything. So you got to get back in there and change that will. All right. If you have any other questions like that, you can contact us here at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. So that kind of leads us into your top 10 things that change here legally in Minnesota. So let's go ahead and move into that. And if anybody has any questions, they can again call us as well throughout the rest of the show. All right. So when we're talking about the top 10 things, I want everyone to keep in mind that we're talking about it three different points in your life once you're married. Because the laws change for how they're going to treat you when you're married the laws change for how they're going to treat you when you get divorced and the laws change for how they're going to treat you when one of you dies okay so we really want to be really thoughtful about how this impacts you in all of these different ways and not just focus on the divorce because sometimes people just get so tunnel vision they forget about the other ways that that are impacted right gotcha all right so the number one thing on my list is real estate okay People think that if you title it in just one of your names, even though you're married to each other, that that property is somehow protected. Okay. And that is not true. Oh, goodness. Okay. (laughs) Not true. So if you have a house that's in just your name and you get married, the minute you marry, your spouse has a marital interest in that house. Okay. So I'll use this example. My youngest sister, she got married in December and she wasn't technically on the title before. Yes. But, you know, they got the house together, you Mm -hmm. know, when they were together, but she wasn't technically on the title. So now that they are officially married, she has stake in the house, whether she's on the title or not. That's correct. Okay. She does. But it's really important to understand that that stake in the title starts from the date of marriage forward. So 
if you are uh, like with your sister in a relationship, they got the house together. Maybe she was even helping pay mortgage payments while they were together. Those mortgage payments, unless she can trace to them, unless she can prove them later, right, will not count. Okay. All of that premarital interest will be considered just his. Fair enough. Got okay? it. Okay. So, so from the moment that you're married forward, you have a marital interest. That means that property cannot be sold or mortgaged without your consent because ah, of that okay. marital interest. Now, this is in Minnesota, not true everywhere. Okay. So... You need to understand that because you may think, oh, this is just my property. You know, it's never been in his name. I've been paying it out of my income. Mm -hmm. No, no. Every dollar you earn during the marriage is marital money. Fair enough. So unless you are paying for it with an entirely non-marital source and you can prove it, not a marital dollar. How could you do that? Oh, this is so document intensive. This is why it's so important because... If you're married for five years, you probably can go back and gather up all these materials anywhere within that five to seven year range. Right. You're protected. You're going to go back to the source and get these documents. But if you're married for 15 years to somebody and you've been throwing out paper left and right, you haven't scanned anything, you haven't kept anything. As most of us do. As most of us do. All of the paperwork that would protect that premarital interest is gone. Yeah. Okay. Without that paper... You're done. And okay. and we're not just talking about saving those premarital documents. You got to save all the marital documents as well, because sometimes a tracing requires that we hire actuaries to go through and do these mathematical calculations to figure out how much that account is now worth and how much of that is marital or non-marital. For houses, we use a formula called a Schmitz formula, okay, which means every time you... Uh, buy, sell, refinance that house. We've got to rerun that formula to figure out how much is marital and non-marital. Okay. And if you've pulled money out of your house uh, and it invades and pulls out non-marital money, you are reducing your non-marital interest. You can't say, oh, well, I had this much money in the house before. No, you have to keep all those documents and be really mindful if you're refinancing to pull out equity that you're not invading that premarital interest. Okay. So many things you have to keep track of. And these things, does the equate, is that one of those kind of equations that updates on a regular basis, Deanne, or is it, it's been very consistent over time? The Schmitz formula has been very consistent over time. It's been at least a couple of decades since that formula has been put in place. Uh, And so it's really important to keep all those documents. And again, Paper is hard to hang on to. If you're moving around, you really need to uh, scan that in, put it someplace safe, get a safe deposit box, put that flash drive in there uh, and just put it someplace where, you know, it's protected. It's protected. Okay, And, And keep in mind, you know, these pieces of paper become very, very valuable. And at some point, if your spouse figures that out and they decide to have a bonfire. <laughs> oh, yes. It may all be gone. And I've seen it. I've seen it before. It's happened That's where so unfortunate, they take the picture of the yeah. bonfire and send it to you and say, well, good luck now. Right. Um, and that can be used against them, obviously. Uh, but really protecting those documents and information when it comes to real estate can make a difference of, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. And be aware if you're not married and you own a house together, you're both paying the mortgage, but only one of your name is on it. You're going to have a very difficult uphill battle to make sure that your interest in that property is protected. All right. 
So one, you know, one, one little tip that we already got. You should keep track of your stuff. And now you wonder, your, you wonder why people get safe deposit box. Now you know why. Now you know why. <laughs> yes. Now you know why. Mm-hmm. And scan it because otherwise you're going to end up with a box so big that you can't fit everything in right. there. So <laughs> scan it if you can. Mm-hmm. All right. So this comes back to the to number two. Really and truly, every dollar that you earn during the marriage is a marital dollar. Okay. It does not matter if that dollar that you earn goes into an account in your name alone, and it does not matter that you earned it. Okay. Whether you earn all of the money or you earn none of the money during a marriage, every dollar earned during the marriage by either of you is a marital dollar. So people will come in and say, oh, it's okay. We're all good. We've just always kept our money separate. Right. Right. And I, I don't even know where his money is. You know, he puts in enough to help pay for the bills, but I don't even know what he has. And then right. my thought is, well, it's all marital. Okay. It, every single dollar, it doesn't matter where you put it. Who's if you, managing it or what? It's no, all us it's, at it's this all point. all us. Okay. Is there ever a, a, ever a time where it's not a marital dollar? No. Not okay. unless you have a prenuptial agreement gotcha. that defines it as a non-marital dollar, but every dollar earned by both of you. And so this gets into that uh, that place where people get really anxious because they'll say, well, I, you know, I was working 60 hours a week and the other spouse never really wanted to work and they were only working, you know, 10, 15 hours a week. Were you telling me that all of that money is still theirs? And the answer is yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. So it's really important to know that going in, that there, it does not matter whose effort ca- caused that money to be earned. Every dollar is a marital dollar. Well, I know we've only t- uh, scratched the surface in your top 10 things you need to know uh, as you're getting married here in Minnesota. So what are we going to cover when we get back? When we get back, um, we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about retirement accounts and wills uh, and how we deal with surviving spouse benefits when someone dies. Perfect. If you have a question, the number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back here on The Mom Show. It's the Mom Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Ms. Shannon Deanne Doulis from Sheridan and Doulis is with us as well this morning. And we're Good taking morning. your questions at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And Deanne, we are going to move on to some of the other uh, tips that we talked about. But quickly, uh, we were talking about paperwork that people yes. should maintain. Uh, and you had, had a great suggestion of scanning it and putting yeah. it away. But what things should I actually hold on to and scan? What is the kind of paperwork that I should keep a hold of? Well, Anything related to real estate, for sure. So every time you refinance, anytime you buy, you sell, the most important pieces of paper out of that packet, if you're going to choose, are the documents that relate to any gifts you received from your family. Okay. uh, Because that gift to you is your non-marital property. So every dollar you earn is marital, but gifts or inheritance you received during the marriage is non-marital. Got it. If you can prove it. So... Anything that you have that relate to gifts, you also want to keep that settlement account statement where it's that two-column page really long that talks about buyer-seller. That's really important, as well as any appraisals that come out of any of that. Got it. Best if you just keep that whole packet of that plastic document stuff or the stuff that comes in that plastic envelope. Mm -hmm. Keep the whole thing. You also want to keep all of your tax documents all statements related to any retirement account that you have, okay. every single one of those. So if I had a retirement account that I had started, like a, a work-related enti- retirement yes. account that I started before I got married, yes. maintain all of that the entire time. Just exactly. keep it all. Okay, got keep, it. Keep 
at least six months before you got married and then keep every single document after you get married. Got it. To be able to trace that. Uh, sometimes bank records, but it depends on how you've got your finances set up. If okay. it's going to come down to uh, who paid for what. If you've got a prenup, you may end up keeping all of your bank records. Uh, and you want to at least keep your pay stubs from the last pay stub of every year so we can kind of see how that was broken down because you get more detail in that pay stub because it has all the year-to-date information on it. Yes, exactly. Then just your four or uh, excuse me, uh, your W-2. That doesn't give you all the same information. So at a bare, bare minimum, you want to keep those uh, items. Also, if you buy any pieces of personal property that are particularly expensive, maybe with your non-marital money, uh, you want to make sure you keep those as well to be able to prove that you bought it with your non-marital money. All right. Fair enough. Right. Thank you for clarifying that. Sure, That's no good because I would be keeping every, you know, fast food receipt that I had. No, I'm we such don't a need hoarder. all the fast all right. food receipts. Got it. All right. <laughs> no, nothing like that. We have a question that come in from uh, one of the callers. Oh. Yes. Um, her name's Tammy. And she said that her dad has it set up in the will um, that that his estate and all of his stuff goes to her and her siblings and she's married and she wants to know is her dad's will enough protection to make sure that her share goes to her kids and not her husband yes if once she receives those funds she protects them put them put them in a separate account don't let them ever touch a marital account and then hang on to every piece of paper that you ever get related to that money because if it comes in as non-marital money from an inheritance, it will be protected, provided you don't stick it into a joint, joint account. account. Okay. Because once you put in a joint account or add his name onto it, now we start commingling money in that account. It You have to prove every penny that is non-marital. And so let, let's just use, I'm going to use the number 10 because 10 is easy. Okay, it's round number. If you get $10 from your father in the inheritance and you put it in an account and then you put five dollars into that account okay well pretty easy math at this point we can say that two-thirds is non-marital yes and one-third is marital okay Mm -hmm. but now you take five dollars back out the law does not presume that that first five dollars you take out is the last five dollars you put in oh it's gonna say that it's a combination of that marital and non-marital money so every time money goes in and out it is reducing that non-marital percentage. So you have to keep that money segregated. You have to put it in an account, label it uh, differently from all the rest of your account so it's terribly clear that it is not marital money. And then do not use that money for right. stuff that goes away. So don't use that money to pay for a vacation because then that money is just gone. You don't get a credit back for it later. Right. Um, don't use it for something that's going to depreciate. You buy a car, that's great, but then that car is eventually going to go away and that money's going to be gone. Put it someplace where the money's going to last. And I guess I just want to take a second to uh, make this conversation a little bit more fun because I'm sure that there's people out there going, you are making what should be my wedded bliss and this happy, loving occasion (laughs) such a drag. Um, And and we are not trying to do that. No, we are not trying to do that. that. You know, we are just preparing for the future. And I think that a lot of these tips that you shared, Deanna, and it's the same thing when we're talking to like Cassandra Brazier from like Clear Step Financial, like you start planning for your future and you go, well, that's taking all of the joy out of it. Like you want surprises. That's not what we're saying. No, we're no, giving no. you peace of mind because you go, well, you know what? This is taken care of. And we're we're covering potential pitfalls that you could stumble into. Yes, because it's not something that would come up in your everyday you know, no. conversation to go. Oh, wait, you mean that that money that was left to me? 
now it's all commingled and I don't, I, you just don't think that. You no. just go, oh, okay, I think I'm making the right decision. Right. And you're close, but there's a, a piece of it that you just wouldn't be familiar with if we didn't have an expert like you, Dia. Right. You really, this is just about empowering you right. to be able to make decisions. It's not that you can't do these things. You yes. can still do these things and do whatever feels good for you and your family. But you're going into it with your eyes wide open. Exactly. Instead of being caught unaware somewhere down the line where you're like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have known that. Yes. Right. You still get to live your life and be happy. But right. you're just doing it with that little bit of extra knowledge to help you do it with your eyes wide open perfect yeah that's all we're talking about yes so love is love yes love is love and you can still (laughs) love and enjoy your life and if you choose to do something with those funds at least you know at least you you know exactly but we're just talking about how you protect it if you're going to protect it don't you know if if making your life better is going to be paying off that credit card bill then you pay off that credit card bill but you do it knowing that that money is now no longer non-marital money. Perfect. And thank you, Tammy, for calling in with that question. Again, the number is 651-641-1071. If you have any questions, uh, we have Deanne Dulles from Sheridan and Dulles, who is giving us some information today on uh, her list of top 10 things that uh, change legally in Minnesota when you get married. Yes. So I think we're kind of through... Two and a half. I think is what we're doing. <laughs> so we might have to cover this again somewhere down the road. But we we're going to talk about, you know, all of those fancy words that I like. They, they make me the fact that I, I set up a special needs trust mm-hmm. for my son. And that was part of the thing that you had suggested it. So the fact that I did it, it really did make me feel really smart. And so oh, I appreciated that suggestion. Are really smart. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I felt you, so awesome when I was like, you know, what? look what I did. I'm very I'm adulting well. <laughs> <laughs> but you hear about trust and all of these things. And I think mm-hmm. it's another one that gets super mystified. And you think that it's only something that Thurston how the third from some like the old that, that's a really old reference Sonny. I don't that's even know if you know that Mr. Howe Mr. Howe well done that, thank you Sonny for, for knowing my Gilligan's Island reference but you hear those things and you think that it's oh this is what rich people do but no this is everyday uh, things that we should do for our family this sounds like it's do. what smart people do yes yeah mm-hmm. I mean and there's a lot of times where you can really use it both to take care of children to protect it you know from uh, expenses if you're going into nursing home or getting into later in life there's things that you can do with trusts that allow us to allow our goals that we would have to really be fulfilled right right so if you just have a, you know money that's going to go to your kids you don't if you, unless you take control of it you don't really know who's going to be in control of that or what their goals and priorities are going to be right but if you've got money in a trust that's set aside for your kids or more importantly you've got a, a will that's called a pour over will so nothing goes into the trust until you pass okay then that trust is going to include a list of ideas a list of instructions for the person in charge of that money for here's how you, I want you to use it these are my priorities for my children right on how I want you to do this and so really thinking about it as a way of being able to control your assets and take care of your kids after you've gone and that's really what a trust is about and i think just about every parent with minor kids and sometimes with kids that are technically adults but we still want to make sure that we're not handing them a pile of money and hope that they don't head off to vegas (laughs) right Right? um you know some of our kids do those things and you just want to help with the long-term strategy if you feel like that is the best course of action right and you can parse those funds to go to that person over time or under certain circumstances if they're you know look you don't want them to get all the money when they're 25 but they want to buy a house you give that power to the trustee to be able to make that sort of decision for them so really we're just 
demystifying some of these things. Right. I, I have a quick question. Yeah. Can we go over the first two things? That, so I got every dollar you earn during the... I'm writing this stuff down. Okay. <laughs> every dollar you earn during the marriage is considered a marital dollar. Is that the second top 10 things to know or the yes, first? That's the second one. Okay, the, what was the first one? The first one was, we're just talking about um, real estate. So even if it's titled just in one person's name, once you're married, the person whose name is not on the title has a marital interest in that property, even if they never put a dollar towards it because a marital dollar may be going to pay for it. Gotcha. Okay. We're helping producer Sonny a I, lot. I'm typing. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's overwhelming because I, I try to have a level head about stuff and um, and we're not rushing to get married. We're taking our time because I said, I want to know what I'm doing. I want you to know. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. to look up in 10 years and you're like, oh my God, who did I marry? I don't want <laughs> I don't want any of that. I want you to know. I want him to know who he's marrying. I want to know who I'm marrying. Like, mm-hmm. we're at a, we're like not even to this part yet. We're like, can we stand each other? Like, how far are we going in the you're getting on my nerves realm? Mm-hmm. We haven't even got to like the money and real estate conversation like can i stand you yeah that's very yeah. smart that's no so it's smart. good to take it over time you can't mm-hmm. do it all at once it's yeah. a really yeah, overwhelming this is really heavy and i and that's and i'm glad i feel like the universe felt me worrying <laughs> and was like that's okay we're gonna hire you and my talk and then you're gonna work on a show called the mom show and you're gonna meet somebody named deanne and she's gonna give you everything you need yes that that is how the universe works and that is what we should all just as people just understand that sometimes we do need a team it's yeah. okay to have you know to not know everything but to find the right person to ask the question to and get the response that you need right I don't know who said it but it was basically talking about you know the secret to knowing is knowing what you don't know right right Mm -hmm. and then finding those people okay so we do need to take a break right now what do you want to cover when we get back well I think we're still going to come back and deal with retirement accounts and we'll deal with a little bit more of wills and trusts and talk about how those work together when you get married all right and we'll take your calls as well at 651-641-1071 we'll be right back on the mom show Thank you for joining us here on The Mom Show on My Talk 1071. You can always find all of these episodes on our website, mytalk1071.com. Use the keyword mom show. So if we cover something and we go a little fast, don't worry. You can go back and look for it later. The mm-hmm. other thing that's always great about this, especially when you're on, Deanne, is a lot of times you uh, impart some, you drop some good knowledge. Yeah, we try. Um, you, drop, you drop some good knowledge and you also have some very good conversations, conversation starters if you are in a relationship or you want to talk to mm-hmm. somebody about something and you go, this is kind of awkward. A suggestion that producer Sonny had had before is maybe you just carefully play the uh, the podcast in the background you know as right. <laughs> while you're in the doing, background yeah and you can go that is so interesting that that attorney brought up prenuptial agreements and some things to consider as you go into a relationship right. you gotta you be know really that? smooth when you do that <laughs> oh, I've yeah. tried to do that my fiance was like I know what you're doing <laughs> <laughs> or you just say, hey, look, I heard this on the radio. It sounded really cool. We should talk about this. Perfect. Mix in some sports or something in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get creative. Get uh, creative. So we do have time still for your questions. If you have any, you can contact us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And you can always find Deanne at their website as well. We'll make sure this is on the page as well. But it's S ssdpa.com ssdpa.com um, and you can get all the information if you're wondering how to contact Deanne yes. out in the wild that is a good way to go ahead and get in contact with them yeah check out our website give us a call um, happy to meet with you we don't uh, charge for our consultations we really think of this as a way of giving back to the community and being able to have people come in and just answer your questions and if that's something that we can do if be of service to you come on in we'll talk to you um, and if you need further assistance we're, we're happy 
happy to assist you in that way. And today we're talking about estate planning and things like that. So you'd have specialists there. You yes. also have your division where you do the family yes. law and you also have a criminal uh, section as well. And that's where Jeff uh, and, and his team work as well. So exactly. regardless of what it is that you are looking for, you have probably somebody that can help them with it. And if nothing else, set them on the right road. Yes. We really want to be a kind of a firm that helps people with people problems. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do. So whether it's family law or real estate or criminal issues, uh, you know, we're here to help real people. And while we have cha- uh, time today, because I know the show has gone incredibly quickly uh, today, uh, talking about the estate planning thing. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's another one of those touch- those touchy subjects where people go, mm-hmm. oh, it's depressing to talk about what's going to happen to me after I pass. And we're going, no, this will help you enjoy your current life. Yes. Because you know that you were planning for the future. Yes. And it's really you know, it's these types of things, especially when you're coming into it with either premarital children or this may be your second marriage. It's really, really important to know how these parts work together because a lack of information about this can end up with a situation once you've passed with it. Now you can do nothing about right. that is much different than you would have wanted to have happen. So the first thing that you really need to understand is that if you die without a will in Minnesota, it's called the laws of intestate succession. Okay. If you die without a will and you are married, 100% of everything you have goes to your spouse. Okay. It does not matter if you have children or descendants or somebody else that you would have rather had something. Okay. It does not matter. If you die without a will, 100% of your stuff goes to that person okay why is that set in place like that if there are children in the like is there is there that something happened in his human history to make it go <laughs> I, that doesn't make sense like, yeah. you, have, you think that the kids will be the next well if you're not married your kids are your next one or if your spouse doesn't survive you your kids do get a hundred percent of it and they get it in equal shares but mm. the law is designed so that if you die your spouse gets first priority fair mm. enough okay so now we know that so <laughs> Get a will. (laughs) Get a will. Mm -hmm. Most important as well is that if you get a will and you have premarital children, you have to know what's called the spousal elective share, what that means. Okay. It means that the longer you are married to your spouse, the bigger chunk of your estate that they get even if you try to take them completely out of play. And that's why if you want them to be taken out of play, you need to do that in a pre prenuptial agreement and have them waive those spousal shares. Okay. Because otherwise, if it's only a, you know, a one or two year marriage, they're only going to get 3% of your estate at a minimum. If you say, look, I want everything to go to my kids. They're going to come in and say, well, I get 3% at a minimum because I'm electing my spousal share. But let's say that you're married seven years. Then the number is 21% of whatever you have, they get it. And it goes up to a top of 15 years. So if you've been married for 15 years or more, your spouse is allowed to get 50% of your estate, even if you say in your will or in your trust, out loud words, (laughs) I want all of it to go to my kids. They can come in and claim up to 50% of it. Okay. So it's really important to understand, especially when it's your second time through or you've got premarital kids, what that impact is going to be. So get a will. And if you have a prenuptial agreement that waives that spousal share, really, really helps. The other thing to remember here is survivorship property. Okay. Now, survivorship property sounds weird but what it really means is that anytime you own something with someone jointly yes we we read into it this this language that says we own it in joint tenancy with the right of survivorship so 
if your spouse dies and both of your names are on the car, you take the death certificate down to the DMV and they transfer the vehicle over into your name alone. Okay. If you own a house with your spouse and they die and you own it as joint tenants, then they die. You take your death certificate down and you change title over into just your name. So that means that if you own a house where most of your assets are in it, yes, and you own it with a second spouse, that is going to automatically go to that second spouse and will not be considered as part of your estate. So even if, even if you waive that elective share, okay, if most of your assets are tied up in that house, your spouse will get that house and your kids will get nothing. Okay. I got a question. Yeah. Yes. What if it's on different continents? <laughs> well, <laughs> if it's on different continents, that's a different thing. I'm talking about Minnesota, so gotcha. that we're North America. Gotcha. Uh, but if you're in different continents, it's going to depend upon the laws of the locality of the property. So it's called in rem jurisdiction, okay. which is a legal way of saying wherever that property is, that law is going to control it. Mm, okay. okay. I appreciate that you got that John Grisham Cayman Islands <laughs> tip in there. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fancy. <laughs> right now, if you've got money in the Cayman Islands, that's, that's when we're talking talking about usually people with more money but yeah. you never know <laughs> okay. go get it but yeah so these are some places where you, you know you're buying property you're doing stuff together you buy a cabin you put it into your kind of dream home idea and what you don't realize is all that investment is now shifted and it's no longer going to be considered part of your estate unless you have a prenuptial agreement that writes that in way of solving that problem. If you're buying property together is to call instead of joint tenants, you buy it as tenants in common. Okay. Which means that there is no right of survivorship. And if you die, your portion of that ownership would then pass to whomever you say it should get it in your will. But if you don't have a will, it'll still go to your spouse. (laughs) Okay. So, but tenants in common can help you with real property you just have to be really thoughtful about how you're buying these things. And as as a woman, be really, really careful because real estate agents and closers will just do it to you without asking. Correct. They just do it. They just assume that that's how everybody wants to own everybody. And there are benefits to doing it that way. But it doesn't always work for everybody. Right. Um, and just don't get talked over. Make sure you ask that question uh, because it looks a lot the same, same forms, but joint tenants and tenants in common mean dramatically different things. All of this information has been great uh, again uh, today, Deanne, and I encourage people to go ahead and contact you. Again, the website is ssdpa.com. We'll make sure we put your phone number and everything out on, because I know people, we already had somebody calling that was out on the trail. Yeah. So we'll make sure all of that information is, of course, on the Mom Show page. And mm-hmm. obviously we need to cover some more of this next time you're Yeah, awesome. I'm happy fun. to do that. So keep your notes, Producer Sonny. We're going to have to cover this again next time. I know we didn't have enough time. <laughs> oh, I had to call my sister on one of these topics. <laughs> I'm serious. My mom is my mom is married. My father's from Nigeria. And I just found my father. Oh, last cool. week. Mm-hmm. I just found my father. And they're technically still married. And my, oh, yeah. I just found out my father has an estate. And like, yeah. So I just called her like, um, which law? <laughs> We're talking about this right now. So, oh, yeah. Does it go to mama? Does it go to me? I want to know. Perfect. So, make sure you check out all of this information and more on our mom show pages, mytalk1071.com, keyword mom show. Thanks, Deanne. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye bye.